I got a new job this week that I've been training for. And uh, I mean, this show's about hyper analyzing every kid that I went to school with in second grade. But I don't, I don't talk about normal stuff. But I, I got a new job this week, and uh, I've been training for it up in uh, the Tacoma area, which is like a half hour away. And uh, it's funny because these these kids there, they're on the because it's in a totally different industry than I've ever worked in. It's retail. It's a furniture company, furniture store. I'm training for the one. I'm training at the one that already exists in Tacoma or in Lakewood. And then uh, they're opening a new one down here, and I'm going to help run it, basically be administrative, just kind of an administrative role, not sales. I'll have to do sales, but my job is just to basically do a lot of the technical stuff kind of behind the scenes and apparently be like an assistant manager when needed. But uh, what I was going to say, though, is like these kids on the sales team, I've been talking to them a lot. And uh, they seem young. And one of them is this girl, like she's Filipino, Filipina, Filipina, Filipina. Uh, and uh, like one of those people who like asks you a lot of questions and it's the nicest thing in the world. Like, like one of those girls who's just a, to- just a total sweetheart who like everybody else is cool. But she's just like, what's your, f-? she literally was like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite animal? And I was like, because they were talking, she was talking about like wild animals. And she's like, what's your favorite animal? This is the other day. And I'm like, wild animals? And she's like, no, it could be any animal. <laughs> and uh, it's just, just funny like that. But I was talking to her and this uh, kid there today. And uh, I asked them at one point, it was in context. Hey, Batty, come on. I know what it was is she asked me, the girl asked me today, like it was near the end of the day and we were just sitting there and she's like, what was it like when you were in high school? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite animal? What was it like when you were in high school? I'm like, those are great. Those are actually great questions. Like I'm not a food guy, so I can't really make, well, it turned out like she was just like, my favorite is fried chicken. Like her favorite food is like this Filipino fast food fried chicken restaurant i'd never heard of it i've heard of that oh my god i've heard of that no she's awesome like she's really just a fun girl but uh like she asked me today like like what it was like when i was in high school and i was like what do you mean what do you mean because i i you have to ask that like if someone just asked you like what was it like like i don't know what that means because they'd been before that, like her and this Mexican kid, I didn't know how young he was. He's super young, but they were talking about like gay people. And Tacoma's super ethnic, like the entire area around Tacoma. Like it's not far from here, it's like a half hour away, 30, 35 minutes. But the entire area is really ethnic, all kinds of ethnicities, like lots of different Asian people, Mexican people, a lot of black people. And the, and the military base is there, which feeds into it. Like, it already is that way, but then the military base is, like, five minutes away. So, like, that adds to that. They were talking about, like, gay people, though. And it, it just, what it reminds me of is, like, young, non-white kids. Like, unless they're, like, ta- unless they live in, like, my area. Like, unless they live in, like, Olympia or Portland 
or maybe Seattle proper, like they might be kind of schooled on that stuff. But a lot of them are Christian. Hey, hey, dogs. I've still got my friend's dog here, Lola. Hey, Lola. Um, she's deaf. But uh, anyway, like a lot of them are Christian and still kind of have the mindset, like they're, they're like immigrant families, like their parents are probably immigrants and they're just working people. And like a lot of them kind of have the same views where they're, they're not like su the super Christian minorities who like hate gay people or have some sort of like stance. They're just sort of like what liberals were like 30 years ago where they're like, you ever notice how like some gay people act the same? Because they're having that kind of conversation because like one of them like moved to this area and lived with his gay uncle for a while. And he's like, yeah, since I live with my uncle, like I kind of know, I can kind of tell when someone's gay. And then she was like, you can tell when someone's gay? And then they asked me about it. And I was like, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm in training here. I'm in training to be like, to help like manage a store. And uh, like, I, I can't, I can't be, I can't be having like conversations about gay stereotypes, like in the store when uh, <laughs> like on my third day of training or whatever. But I was just like, well, yeah, you know, you can uh, like in the, the kid, like he was the Mexican kid. He's like, well, like if you ever see him like dance, you can tell. He's like, he's like, I can always tell like if someone's gay, like when I see the way they dance, which is actually probably spot on. That's probably a good observation. I mean, I know it is. But the girl, like, she was just kind of like, you can tell? And then asked me about it, and I'm just like... Yeah, like, I told him a story. Like, I told him the story about my sister's, like, teenage sweetheart, his brother-in-law, who was a former NFL player on the Seahawks. He was a linebacker. And he... Uh, when he retired from the NFL, he had coached high school football and he was like a really good popular coach and he was like a man's man. I mean, he was, he was a fucking former NFL player who like went on to coach football. He wasn't a famous football player, but I mean, he was in the NFL. He's in the NFL. He's in the NFL. He's in the NFL. And uh, like he, but it turns out he was gay. Like he had married my sister's boyfriend's sister. Your boyfriend's sister. He's my sister's boyfriend's sister. She's my. But he. So that makes him like my sister's boyfriend's sister's ex husband. And he was her ex husband because he came out of the closet and he was gay. And he lived in this like nice condo. And like, and like, live. He just seemed like the ultimate bachelor, but it was just. He was, he was the ultimate bachelor because he was gay. But I told him about that guy. I was like, yeah, there's people like that. Like, there's gay guys who... Gay geese. There's gay geese. This is how I talk. There's gay geese like that. There's gay geese like that. There's gay guys like that. There's gay guys like that. There's gay guys like that. No, but I was like, there's gay guys like that, where it's like, yeah, he's like a, a former NFL player. Dogs, come on. Come on. You've been quiet all night. You've been quiet all night. Um, but, then, but then I said to them, I was like, but no, like, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> I was like, no, no, yeah, yeah. Like, there's guys like that. Like, obviously, like, people always use those examples of like, you wouldn't even know he was gay. You wouldn't even be able to tell he's gay. But then, then of course, it's like, no, no, you, you're right. Just look at the way they dance. Um, but uh, 
but like the uh, going back to the original question, I was just setting that up. Uh, the original question of like, well, the, the question that came out of that, like that, that's what they were talking about before. Like their conversation was about gay people and whether you can tell they're gay. And then she asked me like, what was it like in high school? Because they started, well, it made a little more sense than that. Like, she was talking about, she just, like, that that turned into, like, gay people in school, and then that just turned into school, which, like, that's, that's, what better topic is there than that? You're talking about gay people, gay people in school, and then that mutates into a conversation about school. So she asked me, like, what was it like for you in school? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, like, you know, like, was there bullying and stuff back then? And I was just like... I said my usual spiel that I always say on here, where I was like, yeah, like, but it was usually within the group of friends. I was like, I didn't really see nerds getting bullied. I didn't, I didn't really see anything like that. I saw, you know, friend, like there was a whipping boy in every group of friends and that kind of thing. And the young Mexican kid, he like laughed. He's like, whipping boy. Ha. Like maybe, he's, maybe that's like a, like an old timey phrase now. I mean, it's probably, that's probably like a not PC thing. Like, given they, they've banned everything related to, like, slavery, how it's like, they changed the name of Boba Fett's ship from Slave 1 to, like, Fire Spray or something stupid. And, like, how, you, like, for a while, I don't know if they actually continued with this fucking one, but, like, how, like, they were like, no, don't use Master Bedroom anymore. Don't call it the Master Bedroom, because that comes from slavery. Like, people think the word Master only pertains to slavery hey come on seriously but uh like it's like people any word that slavery used like sure some things did come from slavery but it's like any word that slavery used because that was like the word at the time like saying like 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 hey like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deal with this fucking noise oh i just don't feel like it I just don't feel like it. I just don't feel like it. Um, but it's just silly. Like, the word master, like, being, like, a universal for, like, the master of whatever. The ma- truly the master of whatever. But how they were trying to tell people not to say master bedroom anymore. Because it was, it was like, it, it reminded people of slavery. Whipping boy could be one of those. Like I could tell, this this kid isn't like into that. Like he was just talking about how like he was. This kid was just in a conversation about like whether you can tell if someone's gay from like looking at, from looking at them. And then he was talking about how you can like tell if someone's gay from the way they dance. He doesn't give a shit about like whipping boy sounding like a slavery reference or something. But it did. It, it made me realize like that that phrase is just like in my in my lexicon, and I'm never letting it go. Hey, that's just in my lexicon and I'm never letting it go. Like whipping boy is the perfect term. Fuck anything that says otherwise. But it made me think, I was like, oh, is that, is that one of those things you shouldn't say anymore? Because it like makes people think the only whipping that ever went on was in slavery. A lot of whipping did go on in slavery, but it's not the only whipping. But this kid just thought that was really funny. And I was like, oh, is that like a phrase he hasn't heard much? Because, I mean, like, when I was growing up, it was just whipping boy this, whipping boy that. So it, it caught me off guard that he thought whipping boy was really funny and, like, said it, repeated it. It's like, whipping boy, huh? Maybe I taught him a word, a phrase. But, uh, what was I going to say? Like, 
Yeah, just I told him like, yeah, every group of friends kind of had a whipping boy, and uh, it wasn't like bullying. And I was like, when did you guys? When were I asked like, when are you guys born? Because the way she asked me about high school was like, she wanted to know what it was like way back when. She's like, oh, I was born in 1995. I was like, okay. And then the, the kid, he's like, I was born in 2003. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, I hate to be that person who's like, you were born in, dude, I was 19, almost 20 years old when you were born. But it is weird to me. I haven't worked with people like that. Like, I've worked, I've usually worked with people who are like, like around my age, like give or take five years or way older. I haven't worked with anybody that young. Like, I've worked with people who were born in the 90s and stuff, but, like, I've never... Like, the 1995 didn't phase me, because, like, I did the math. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're, like, 28. Like, yeah, like, 1995, I was, like, a fully conscious being. But 1995, at this point, I'm kind of used to that. You're 28. She has a kid or something. She has a kid and a husband. But uh, when the boy said that he was born in 2003, I mean, that did blow my mind. Like I, like I was getting at, like, I hate to be that guy who's like, you were born after me? Oh my God, you were born, a- there's people who were born after me and I'm going to interact with them in the world? Like, yeah, you can't be like shocked by that. And then like some old, like some legitimate old person who's like 60 be like, would be like, try me, I'm I'm 65 years old and I, I work with a kid who's born in 2003, like, get back to me when you want to feel old. Like there's people like that, but I mean, you, you do reach a point like, and for me, it's like I'm just now reaching that point where like because this is like this this job that I'm doing, like even though my job, it'll involve retail, like I'll have to do a little sales to fill in. Like my job is administrative, so I'm just like sitting at a desk doing computer work and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but because it has a retail aspect, like, yeah, you will get sales kids who are 20 years younger than you. When you're only 37. I mean, I guess he's like 18 years younger than me. I don't know what he is. 19. He's he's 19 years old or something. I don't know. Or 18. I don't I don't know how, the, how old people are. <laughs> he was born in 2003, so he's he's like almost 20, I guess. Yeah. But it was but it was weird because this kid. I'm just like re- recalling this conversation, but it it was just like weird because I was it, I was just like oh wow yeah like. Young minorities who are born to immigrant parents, if I didn't make this point when I tried to make it earlier, they're, they're kind of like, they still talk about things like the way we used to because they're not worried about, they're not like overcompensating in any way. Cause it's like, if, if you, if, if those are two like young white liberals, they wouldn't be talking that way about gay people. And if they were like two young white reactionary conservatives they wouldn't be talking that way about gay people like this was just very innocent and honest and completely sincere it's like how we would talk about gay people if we weren't being like forced to talk about them in a certain way or if they if they weren't being if gay people weren't being like framed everywhere we look i was watching this documentary last night about nintendo or video games and it's it's some because I have an access to a Netflix account right now for the first time in years, and so I've just been trying to like watch, just take advantage of it. There's there's good things on there. 
I, and I already know what to expect from the many bad things, but it's like I've watched a bunch of documentaries and they all do some kind of gay spin. They all have some kind of gay subplot and they're documentaries. Like the video game one, like it went on this long thing about a guy who made a gay video game in the 80s. He like programmed his own computer game about like being gay. And it was kind of interesting. I mean, it was cool. Like, I, I mean, anybody who was making like their own game in the 80s, that's interesting to me. But they, they, like, they really went on about the gay thing. And I was like, okay, they, they can kind of wrap this point up. Like, we get it. But then, like, the next episode, it's like they had a, a black dude who was just like, he didn't even make a video game. I don't even know who he was. He was just a gamer. And he was just going on. He's like, in, vid- in a video game, like, you didn't have to be, it was different than real. It's just all that fucking bullshit where he's just like, in a video game, you didn't have to be uh, what you are in real life and you could be anything and you could, like, feel in control and powerful and, like, because I was gay, like, in a video game, I, I, I wasn't ostracized. I, I could be, like, that powerful hero, you know. It was just this whole spiel about how, like, video games were an escape from like being ostracized and gay and like even if that's true i mean it's like it's true for everybody who's into video games one way or another it's true for somebody who's like an like an alpha male hey don't bite these dogs man um like even a guy who's like some like alpha male jock like perfect athlete strong like even that guy's going to play a video game and like do things he can't do in reality and feel more like something. So like if you're gay and, and black and a kid in the 90s or whatever this guy was, like, of course, you're going to feel that way, too. But they just like went on it and he, he wasn't even like because everybody else they talked to in the documentary did something interesting. Like the guy who made the gay video game, he's interesting. He's fucking crazy. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, goddamn, dude! This is not. This is not when I feel like having deaf barking in my ear. She's a sweet, the sweetest dog in the world. But I'm just like, it's seriously. Since I started recording this, these dogs are just like fighting and making noises. Um, the guy who made the gay video game, he was legitimately interesting. Like, he's just like he 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 didn't look gay. He just he's like this like like dopey autistic guy who takes metal detectors to graveyards and just like mopes back and forth up and down the graveyard. It's like, it's not some cool thing he's doing to be unique. He's just that dense or, or well, I don't it's not the right word, but he's just like that tuned out that he just like, he made a, a video game about being gay in the eighties. And now he just takes a metal detector to graveyards and, and does it. He's like genuine about it. Just like, just like an old man who takes a metal detector to the beach. Like this guy is just genuinely just thinks that's a good idea. He was interesting. They went on a bit, a bit much about the gay stuff, but he did make a gay video game and he was interesting. This other guy though, who was just like, he just played video games like we all did. And they felt the need to like interview him for a segment. It's like, he didn't even do anything. I don't think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did something and I just missed it, but I, it didn't sound like he did anything. So it's like all that shit's just I can't believe like you can't even watch like a true crime documentary and it's about that. 
there was something else I watched recently. There's been like three or four things, and I haven't. I don't watch this every night. I would say I maybe wa- have, since having access to Netflix, I watch it like a couple times a week at most, and even then, just one thing at a time. <laughs> hey, dogs, no. Um, and like out of like the the five or six documentaries I've watched, I'd say like four of them end up having some sort of sub theme that really lays this on. Like the Abercrombie documentary was all about this, all about intersectional politics and racism and shit. So like if you're a young minority kid though, like in your twenties or teens, it's like, and you're not like tapped into that stuff. You just talk about it like the way you should, where it's like not hateful, not judgmental, but just kind of like, can you tell if someone's gay just by like watching them? Cause it's the sort of questions like you would have. Like those are the questions like you would have about a subculture that you're not involved with. Like if, if you weren't like constantly being reminded about it and constantly shown it, you would just ask like obvious questions about gay people. But when, when the kid was talking to me, the 2023 born boy, he was like, do you play video games? And I was like, I never know how to answer that because it's what it's people's go to now. Like there's an older guy who works there who was like, who do you want to, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? Like that's like classic workplace talk. Like no matter where you work, it's like people talk about the Super Bowl or something or movies or TV. But I've noticed like more and more now, like the go-to question is like, do you play any video games? Cause adults just do that. Like it's, it's big. And, uh, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I pulled the, like, I was like, well, honestly, like, there were ones that came out, like, way before you were born. I was like, I was like, once a year or so, like, I'll play an old video game. Like, they, and I was like, honestly, like, they're, uh, you know, they, they came out, like, a long time before you were born. Because I don't know if a kid like that keeps up on it. Like, I don't know if someone who's born in 2020, or he wasn't born in 2023, he was born in, two, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm working with a baby. I started saying 2023. No, he was born in 2003. But it's like, I didn't like video games. I didn't like the new video games that were coming out by then. Like that to me is when video games started to suck. And so it's like my favorite video games are from like 1993 and 96 or that that period. Like 92. My favorite video games are like 92, maybe 91 to like 97. I mean, my all-time favorite game, 99, but it wasn't like there were a lot of 99 games that I think stood the test of time for me. I would say my favorites overall are like 91 to 97, yet my favorite favorite is 99. I should have told him that. Well, actually, I like video games from 1991 to 1997, but my favorite favorite is from 1999. It's an outlier. My favorite favorite is an outlier. Out there. Um, well, like, I tried naming a couple of video games to him, and, he, like, one of them, he was like, oh, they remade that, didn't they? So he, he, they recently remade a game. They remake a lot of games, but they remade this game. And uh, it was weird, though, because it's like that's the go-to question now with people, like just anybody. Like, I remember realizing that on a date years ago. 
probably like 12. This date was probably 2012. There's a girl I met on OkCupid, and she played a lot of video games. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this, this is something you wouldn't have encountered a few years earlier. Like, yeah, girls played video games, but you weren't going to go out on a date with a normal girl, a pretty normal girl, and for one of her main hobbies to be video games. But I realized, like, this is, like, 2012. I was like, oh, yeah, this is something. This might not be every girl, but it's like, this is something you'll encounter now. And I tried to do the same thing I did today, which is, like, talk about the old video games I like. But I realized, like, they, like people who are into new video games or newer games, they actually don't give a shit. Like, they don't think you're cool. It's not like... Because there was always something kind of cool in, like, metal where it's, like... Even before I really appreciated old school heavy metal, at shows and stuff when I was in high school, like one time I smoked weed with these two guys who had to be in their 40s. Like one of them looked like, honestly, he, he looked like a blonde Iggy Pop in my memory. And the other guy had like short hair and glasses, like he, he like Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. He was just like this chubby guy, but they were obviously like lifelong friends and like longtime metalheads. But it's like they were, this is like 2002 or 2003, and they're just like these 40-something guys who were into it in the 80s. But I respected it. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not really ready for that era of heavy metal. I'm like more into technical death metal or whatever. The sh- we were at like a, a technical death metal show, a tech death show. We are at a tech death show, a band called Tech Death. It was probably like the Deeds of Flesh. Best show I ever saw, truly. Best best set of any band. Never owned a single Deeds of Flesh record. I've, I've listened to their albums and stuff. They're good. Uh, some of them, for sure. The ones I've heard. But uh, best, best set of a band. Like What made it so good is I didn't know any of the music. I'd never seen them. My friend Death Metal Tom was already into them, of course. So he, he was like, what? make sure you watch this set. And they played as a three-piece. I always talk about this, but they played as a three-piece, like a bassist, a guitarist, slash vocalist, and a drummer, and they just fucking killed. Because I had no investment in the music, too, it was just like, I just watched this band just tear through their material. And after every single song, they said, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, you're the best fucking crowd. Like, fuck yeah. And they, you could, that was the energy. Like you could, they were in the flow. You could feel it. But, but like, even though that guy was more focused on that, like at the time, like these, these Heshers I was smoking weed with in the alley, it's like, I was like, I respected that, like they saw Slayer in the eighties. I respected that they were into, you know, a different era. They came up in a different era, but like, I've noticed when I talk to gamers today, unless they're my age or around my age and like they came up with the same video games, like they don't really, they're not like, Oh, that's amazing. Like you're one of our forebears. Because in heavy metal, like that's what you thought about some of those older guys. I might not be ready for that old stuff yet, or I might not be totally into it yet because I'm just a dumb kid. But I respect my forebears. With video games, I don't know if that's true. Because like, every single time I've tried to like bring up, like, oh, well, I was playing Final Fantasy three, what you call six, when it came out. I was playing Final Fantasy two, what you call five, when it came out. People don't really give a shit about that. The girl that I was on a date with, like, she didn't give a shit. Like, we dated 
after that and stuff, but like she didn't give a shit that I was into old video games. Like she was into like modern RPGs and stuff, but she didn't care that I was into like old RPGs. I was like, I know Final Fantasy VII. I haven't played one since the year 2001, but uh, I know Final Fantasy VII. There was a cashier at the grocery store a while back. He was like, it's my weekend starting tomorrow. And I was like, great. He's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to play video games. And I was like, what video games? And he's like, he, I think he mentioned Minecraft, but he mentioned like a bunch of new game, newer games I didn't know. And he's like, are you into games? And I was like, yeah, I'm into like, I'm into like, I just named like the old ones I like. And he, he just went blank. Like, I thought it was a moment where, like, me and the cashier were going to have a, a nice moment. And when I, when I said the video games I was into, he just kind of went blank. That's, like, that's usually, like, the go-to. Um, but, yeah, we're in that era now. We're, like, that, that's just normal now. Like, it's just normal now for people to ask you, like, you play video games? If so, which ones? Whereas that used to be something that was, like, pretty rare, like, a lot of people played video games, but it was, like, it was your nerdy co-worker who brought it up. It wasn't a girl on a date. It wasn't the cashier at the grocery store. It was just, like, that, it was just, like, the, the nerdy group of guys were the only ones who talked about it, really. But, yeah, no, we're in the, we're in the age now, though, where it's, like, that's, that's water cooler talk. Talking about video, video games is water cooler talk. Honestly, though, like... It was an interesting conversation they were having about gay people and life because, I mean, that is an interesting conversation. Like, those are the people who actually have an interesting take because it's so uninteresting. Like, they have no stance whatsoever. It's like they're not thinking like, oh, like, I think I think the girl's Christian, but she... Uh, she might think homosexuality. She might think homosexuality is a sin. But you could tell she's non-judgmental. She's just kind of like, what's up with gay people anyway? What's up with those people? Like, if you're just from some, like, big Filipino family and you're Christian, you're probably just like, yeah, what is it? what's up with them anyway? I don't really know what that's all about. Um, but it's like, that's... That that's like that that's the default take. Like that's what you would normally think. If if you were if your brain was just allowed to be totally unbiased, like what you would naturally think about gay people in most parts of the country, most parts of the world, if it wasn't colored by anything else, like this pressure to like put it on a pedestal, but also like this opposing pressure to be like oh it's it's absolutely horrible in every way you know it shouldn't exist it's this and that like if you're not coming at it from either of those views you, you just end up being like yeah what's up with them anyway you ever notice how like you can kind of tell <laughs> that was literally what these kids were saying and that would be the default take of most people if it wasn't something you encountered all the time like I think about like that's kind of how we acted when I was growing up in Kirkland. Like yeah, people threw the word fag around and stuff, but people didn't even use fag to mean 
This is specifically a slur about gay people. Like, I don't remember, like, because there were a few kids in my school who we all just knew were gay because, like, the conversation I was part of today, like, you do know with a lot of them. Even the kids who seemed really gay, like, nobody called them fag. They never got made fun of. It was just kind of understood, oh, he's gay. Oh, he's gay. Oh, he's gay. But not even that, not even emphasized. Like, they was like, oh, he's gay. You, you called everyone else fags. Like, everyone except gay people got called fag. Called fag. Everyone, everyone except gay people got called fag. Uh, so, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, other than that, though, other than the fact that, like, people said that a lot, the actual attitude, like, in the town I grew up in, right outside of Seattle, was just... What's up with them anyway? Like, you didn't see it a lot. Even though Seattle had a big gay district and everything, like, unless you went there, it wasn't really something you saw or, or like, had reason to think about. Like, for whatever reason, everyone thinks about gay people all the time. But, like, there wasn't any obvious reason to think about them. But with the biases people have for and against and everything else it you can't have a natural normal conversation like somehow it's based on some like overstimulation or like overexposure to information because if you're super pro gay enthusiastic rainbow button on your shirt it's like you're overstimulated you're paying too much attention to things outside of your world. Like unless you're actually in that kind of environment, chances are you're just like paying too much attention. You're overcultured is maybe the best way to put it. But then too, it's like if you're just like, if you can't shut up about gay people, apparently I can't in this episode, but like if you can't shut up about how bad gay people are all the time, you're also overcultured. But you're, you're getting your influences from somewhere else. These kids at work were just like perfectly cultured. Like they know gay people exist, but they they just live these lives where it's like you don't have to think about that. Um, it's a shame because like, I'm, I'm not going to be working with those kids next week. Because I'm just training there. But uh, it makes me want to work with... It makes me wish that I work with them all the time. Because I'm like, I would get to hear little conversations like this. They put me on the spot. I I mean, I I really got put on the spot today. Getting asked, what do you think about gay people? Like, (laughs) that's pretty much what they asked me. "What What do you think about gay people? Do you think you can tell? Like... Can you tell if you see a gay person, like if they're gay? Like they, they pretty much just asked me straight up, like what I think about gay people. Uh, but uh, they talk about all the issues. They talk about all the issues in like a very innocent way. Now that I think about it, because my first day there, the kid, the 2003 kid, he uh, he was telling some stories. Like, yeah, well, I was helping this like other Mexican guy look at furniture and then like he turned to me at one point and he goes why do you work for a white boss 
in Spanish because the boss is white. And uh, the kid, he was just like, he's like, I wanted to say, like, are you going to buy a couch or what? Um, but uh, he was very taken aback by the question. Like he, he, he was taken aback. Like you could tell he was kind of shocked by it. He was telling us, he was telling his boss this story and I was there and he was like, yeah, this Mexican guy I was showing couches to was like, why do you work for a white boss? And then the white boss was like, nice, very nice guy, ex-military. He was like, that's like if somebody asked me, like, why do you work for a black boss? The whole thing very, like, I love that. It's just, it's, it's very innocent, you know? It's just like, that's, that's how people should talk. And most people think that way. That's the thing. That's why I say that's like the default view. And I'll be curious, like, because it's like the Olympia area is not that way. There are people like that. But like Olympia, it's like so concentrated. And I love living in Olympia. Like, I don't, I have no intention of ever leaving Olympia at this point in my life. I've been here for 18 years and I, I still like living in this area. It has everything that I need, it has everything that I look for in an area. But just the politics are so present. Like that conversation is unlikely to have taken place in that way. Like, what do you think of gay people? Can you tell? Oh, it was really weird. I couldn't believe it. This this Mexican guy I was showing couches to, like, because I'm a Mexican too, he asked me, like, why I have a white boss. It's like some people's minds haven't been polluted, which is nice. But my store is going to be in this area, which uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see because I mean I think it'll have a, a slightly different time. It's not like that. It's not like that. Those influences aren't present in the Tacoma area because it is very close, and like Seattle is very much that way. Olympia is very much that way. Tacoma's weird though because it is like this minority portal. Like you have the the military base nearby, and then you you have like a ton of black people. It's like one of the only, I would say Tacoma. I mean, Seattle has that too because it's the biggest city, but not really. Tacoma, for whatever reason, throughout my entire life, it's been like the place you go where like every single person you see at the store is black or something else, but black in particular. It's like the highest concentration of black people. Like I'd, I'd, be, actually, I'd actually be curious what the statistics are. But I think because of that, because it's just like this high concentration of minorities, I think they do operate like with a different view. Cause like the thing about like what goes on in Olympia and Seattle, like the politics, the, the local culture here is it's very much like established by white people. Funny enough. And I mean, everybody knows this, everybody who pays attention to this stuff knows this, but it's still worth saying because it's true which it's like the reason why you couldn't have a conversation with some 19-year-old Mexican retail salesman about like some guy talking about his white boss and how like that's rude and he was weirded out by it. like the reason why like that conversation doesn't take place that way the reason why like a conversation between a Mexican and a Filipino about like real stuff that's like really obvious that we all know about gay people is because like they live in an area where it's just like 
there's a strong minority influence. And because of that, it's like, and I mean, this isn't completely true, but at least in part because of that, it's like they just don't, they're not operating from that like white liberal perspective. Because you can see where like minorities in other areas like do kind of operate from the white liberal framework. It's like they're still ultimately using the language and ideas of white liberals. But in like a, a true minority dominated area, it's, it's really not that way, which is funny. That's about all I got. I, I, it was just too funny. Like I, it, it's just, it, it's rare these days that someone just like young people in particular, like people like a 19 year old and a 28 year old, it's rare that like they just look at this new guy that they just met at their workplace and are just like, so what's up with gay people? Do you have any thoughts? I cherish it. And uh, those girls, like a girl like that, I, I want to end this. Those girls are the best because like she, uh, like just that like bubbly girl in, you know, in any environment who's just kind of like not annoying, not bubbly in an annoying way, just sweet, who has like Bible Psalms on her desk and is just like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite animal? Because like like that girl too, it's like she, like today, it's like I have a desk, like I'm training at this desk and she just like pulled up a chair and she's like, oh, I like to sit here sometimes. But like, it was just kind of like her way of sitting there and like talking to me. Nothing like uh, untoward about it. But she's just like a really curious person. She's just like, a, she's very intrigued. Like in addition to like all these these questions, like trivia questions, like what's your favorite food? What's your favorite animal? It's like I can tell like that's just what she's asking. Like I can tell she's also just like paying so much attention. And I love that. I love when like I, I, I love knowing when someone's aware. Like I've talked about this a lot. Like knowledge is awareness. Like all knowledge comes from awareness. Like people think of knowledge coming from books or school or something, but what's the origin of that? Like, where does all knowledge come from? It comes from awareness. It comes from paying attention. The reason anybody was ever able to write a single word down in a book comes from the fact that they were aware and gnosis is awareness. And so like, I always like, I'm aware of who's aware. Like, that's my superpower, if, if it even counts as one. Like, a lot of people are aware, more than they'd admit. Like, people who seem dumb are actually incredibly aware, and because they're so aware, they're smart. And uh, this girl's not dumb at all. Like, she's, she's sharp, but she... Uh, I can just tell she's super aware. Like, she's asking me questions, but I can also tell she's just kind of like, Oh, there's this new human here. Like, I'm gonna figure out what he's all about. I'm I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna observe. So she was like sitting at my desk like in her downtime, just like asking me questions, just talking to me. And uh those people those people are great. Like those people make the world go round. Like someone who's just kinda like not intrusive, not 
not annoying. Because the thing is, if someone's truly aware, they're not going to be annoying about it. Because with awareness comes self-awareness. And if you're, if you're self-aware, like I'm annoying, I can be annoying. Uh, but uh, it's just because like, you lose your self-awareness sometimes. But it's like a truly aware person isn't that annoying because it's like they're just, they're self-aware too. And uh, I think those people are happy. You know, I, I think those people tend to be happier than others. Like people always think of like, oh, like being knowledgeable and being aware brings with it a great burden. Like intelligence is such a burden. Oh, when, when you know too much, when you see too much, oh, I've seen too much, I've seen too much. Um, like you think of like awareness as this burden. Like if you're aware of too many things, you're going to be bogged down or depressed or like, you know, you're just going to have a negative cynical outlook when I think the opposite's often true where it's like that it's just because you're interested. You're just like, Oh wow. Like I'm here and there's stuff going on. So I'm going to pay attention to it. I think there's like, there's a great joy. I mean, you even see that with like new age people. You see, you see it with Buddhism, Buddhism, where like uh, like the master is just sort of this guy where he's just like oh yeah like all that really matters is just being aware and he, and like i i would never want to be one of those like buddhist sages who just never says anything and just laughs but that's what i'm talking about like that's the kind of thing i'm talking about where it's like if all you are is just simply aware life is just kind of a joy you're just like oh yeah like i'm conscious I'm taking things in. I'm paying attention. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I, I always gravitate toward those people. Um, or these days I do. Like, the last few years, it's like, in any situation I'm in where those people are around, like, I always feel like a certain kinship because I'm just like, oh, yeah, this, this is another person who's paying a lot of attention for the right reasons. Because the thing is, everyone pays a lot of fucking attention, but they don't really know why. And it's, it's kind of, it either is that person who makes themselves miserable, who's like, oh, when you're aware, you just know about all the bad things going on. Like, I wish I was dumb, so I didn't know about all the bad things. I wish I was dumb, so I didn't, you know, like, I hate that. Um, well, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, uh. I don't know, I guess just in closing, like, whenever, like, it's like somebody is paying attention for the right reasons, I think they bring with them, like, a joy. And they're often more inquisitive. Like, that girl, like, asking a lot of questions, like, just what would be considered silly questions. It's like, she's paying attention, but she's also intrigued. Like, the more she pays attention to, the more she's intrigued. I mean, like shame on me for like hyper analyzing these kids like oh that guy uh, you want to know what i do i go home and i talk about you in detail i like come up with elaborate mental fantasies about the people i interact with no this is true though i mean it's it's just that i am a freak um to talk about it but it is true where it's like someone like that because because it's a type of person it's not just like this one person it's a type of person where it, i'm just like oh yeah you know the more aware you are, the more curious you are. 
and I feel like I've heard people say that, but it is, it's true. Like the more aware you are, I mean, it, it plays into the idea that like the more, you know, the less, you know, and the more questions you have, like if it, when there's subjects that I know a lot about, like let's go with the mafia, obviously, like I, I very intently, intensely, intently, intensely, you know, studied the mafia for many years in great detail. I have more questions than anybody. Like the more that I learn about that subject, the more questions I have, and the, or at least the, the the questions that remain become even more burning. And so I think it's the same thing for everything. I mean, I think that plays into your life as a whole. Like it's not just the subjects you know a lot about. Because I mean, you'll hear spiritual people, you'll, you'll hear spiritual teachers say things like that, where it's like, the less I know, the or you know, the more I know, the less I know. Hey, dogs, you've been good. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, like, like the more that I figure out, the less I have figured out, like the, the more I'm curious about what this all is, like the more this makes sense, the bigger my questions get. Children can run free. 